So this week's parsha is parshas Vayikra. It's also Shabbos parshas Zachar. Um, let's see if we can connect parshas Vayikra to parshas Zachar, and as we talk about the issues a little bit. Um, in the, also, the in the in the order of the parshas, we first read parshas Shkolem, and then we read parshas Zachar. The reason why we read Parshish Shkolem right before Parshish Zachar is because the Parshish Shkolem is to remind they was to read it to remind everyone to donate the Machzus Hashakel for the new year's Karbanis, which began to be brought in in Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So it was right before, it was right before, right, right after Purim. But is that just a coincidence of the calendar, or is there some connection possibly between Purim and uh, Shkolem? We do find in the in the Megillah that. Haman said to Achashverosh that when he was trying to get him to kill out all the Jews, he said, if the king is if his king is okay with it, he should write to destroy them. And I will give to the to the to the treasure houses of the king, I'll give ten thousand kikar kesef. Eshkol. Use the word eshkol. I will give. And the Gemara Megillah says that. Um, this is the sheer, this 10,000 kikar kesef, that was the amount of money that was collected from the Jews in the Midbar from the Machzis HaShakel. And Hashem says, Haman, you think you're going to be able to destroy my people? They already long ago gave Machzis HaShakel to counterbalance your 10,000 kikar kesef you want to give to the king. So what, what, is, what does the Machzis HaShakel have to do with Haman trying to destroy the Jews? But well, we do see already a connection between the Machtas HaShekel and the story of Purim and the story of Mechias HaMolek because when Amalek, Haman was from Amalek, already tried to, tried to use the Machtas, tried to use Shkong, and which we counteract in Machtas HaShekel. So let's, so let's see. Uh, we find an interesting thing regarding the fight against Amalek. We find it both in the Torah and we also find it in the Megillah. In the Torah we find that when Kalei went to fight Amalek in the first place, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu went up onto the mountain, uh, on the hill, and he, he uh, was, when he kept his hands up, Kalei was winning. When, he kept, when his hands would go down, Kalei would lose. And the Mishnah Rosh Hashanah says, is, is it, was the hands of Moshe that were causing us to win or lose? He said, no. The Mishnah says, if while people, when Moshe Rabbeinu was keeping his hands up, and people were looking up, and they were mishabed as libam lavimishemeshmaim, and they were, and they were being mishabed their hearts to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So then they would, then they would win. When his hands would go down, and they would lose that focus, and then they would lose. So we see what was Moshe Rabbeinu doing on the mountain? Moshe Rabbeinu was he was davening on the mountain, davening to Hashem, and Klal Yisrael was uh, connecting themselves with Moshe's uh, devotion to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Then they would win. Otherwise, they would lose. So we see that would come tefillah as a way to to defeat Amalek. We also see in the, in the Megillah. We see that. We see that uh, when when Mordechai convinced Esther to go to ask Achashverosh to save the Jews, she also said, "Leich Knais Eskoliyudim." She said, "Gather all the Jews together. You should fast, and you should daven from." So we see that tefillah is a way. Tefillah is some. Is, there, is, is it just because anytime there's a tzara we daven? That's a possibility. But also, is there some special connection between tefillah, specific? Because we see that this is expressed over here in the Ksuvim and in the Torah by Malmolik. Is there some special connection here as well? So first of all, what is tefillah? You know, tefillah, the Mara says, tefillah is called avoida shivalev, avoida of the heart. Avoida, as we generally think of avoida, is the avoida in the Beis HaMikdash. It's the avoida 
of Karbanis. That's the Avodah which we read about in Parshas Vayikra, which is all about Karbanis that we bring. That's Avodah. So what's, how is Tefillah Avodah if bringing Karbanis is Avodah? So the Ramban says in the beginning of the Sedra that Karbanis, the, 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 the fundamental point in Karbanis is that as the, as the carbon is brought on the Mizbech, we're asking Hashem that you should consider whatever happens to the carbon as if it happened to us, as if we're being marked ourselves to Hashem. Tefillah, tefillah, in a sense, is the same thing. Because what does tefillah mean? Tefillah means that we say, we acknowledge to Hashem that with, we're, without Him, that we need Him. We need to rely on a Kaddish Baruch. That's the point of tefillah. That means without you, Hashem, we're nothing. Anything which we have comes from you. So in the same way that Avoid of Karbana is, 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 is a person wants it to be considered as if they them gave themselves up, so to tefillahs, in a way, since we're giving ourselves up, we're, we're saying to Hashem, we're nothing without you. So that could be a connection between tefillah and between tefillah and, uh, and karbanas. Now, we find that Amalek, when they came to, to fight against Kal Yisrael, what did they do? The Pasuk says, we read in Pasha Zohar that they, they, let's remember what they did to us, and they came and they and they happened upon you on the road, and and they were they they cut off all those weak people that were trailing the camp. Think about I don't know if you've seen these these uh, clips of of animals and and you know uh, uh, herds of animals that the weak animals are the ones that the that the predators pick off from the from the pack. So the, the, from the herd. So that's, the, the Amalek came and they took the weak people away. What, what, what does that mean? What is Amalek saying? That they came to take the weak people away. It means to say, perhaps, that Amalek views a person's value or a person's uh, ability to accomplish something just by simply who's stronger. Whoever's stronger, they're the ones that are going to win. They're the ones that are going to have, going to be able to control. And that a person who's weak or someone it doesn't have intrinsic value. As opposed to Kal Yisrael, we recognize, and we'll use the Machtis HaShekel as a perfect example. Kal Yisrael says that that the wealthy person oh, gives the Machtis HaShekel, doesn't give any more. A poor person gives the Machtis HaShekel. What is the Machtis HaShekel for? That's for the Avoida that we've been doing the Beis HaMikdash. The Avodah that we do for the entire Tzibur, for the entire, all of Kal Yisrael, chips in, they all have a chilek, they all have a portion of that Avodah. Everybody's portion is the same. What's the point? What does that mean, everybody's portion is the same? Everybody's portion is the same because everybody has intrinsic value. The, the outward stuff and the peripheral things in a person's life, how much money they have, how strong they are, how much power they are, that, that's not their intrinsic value. But every single person has inherent and intrinsic value. And that's what we say, everyone gives a machzah shekel, that's their contribution because each person is significant in the sum total of 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 of, uh, of what Kali Yisrael is. As opposed to what Amalek says, and we find by Haman that Haman gave me, he didn't talk about machtas shakal. He put all the money together. Said, "This is what I'm giving you, Parad Eshkal. I'm going to give you all of these shkal." Why? Because because Haman and Amalek, they don't say that every person has value. It's, it's, it's and it, maybe it's a more pragmatic approach. Whoever's stronger wins. That's all. Whoever's stronger has the value. It's not because you have an intrinsic value. Tomorrow you could be the stronger person. The next day it will be me. It, but, but whoever has the power at that time has the value. No one has that in sense of, 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 uh, of value. And, and um, so what, 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 let's, let's get back to the questions we're trying to ask. So what's the, we asked, 
Why is it that we find by tefillah that uh, that's misnagi tamali? Because we said that tefillah is that tefillah is like a carbon. And a person says he, he says I'm nothing without Hashem. He's being mevatel. He's minimizing himself to connect Hakadosh Baruch Hu. If a person doesn't realize they have intrinsic value, there's nothing special in saying, I'm giving myself over to Hashem. If you have no value, you're nothing. So, but if a person recognizes that he has real value, that's a bittal. That's giving over of, your, of, of giving over of yourself. And then we find that when Esther come, when Mordechai comes to Esther and he says to her, it's time for you to go and ask Achashverosh to, uh, to save the Jews, what does he say to her? He says to her, Maybe this is the whole reason why you became the queen. It's because you have this opportunity to save all the Jews. Meaning, you have a purpose. Every person has a purpose. Maybe this is your purpose. If this is your purpose, seize the moment. And, and if you don't seize this moment, then you're, you'll, you'll have failed your purpose. And you'll have failed the, with your, that potential value which you brought to the table. And what, is, what was her response to Mordechai? Okay, fine. I'm going to go do it. But go dive in for me. Because, because when a person recognizes that they have value, and they're mevatel themselves to Hashem. Anyway, that's tefillah. That's what. That's what. That's 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 what the davening is. So we can. So again, we ask the question: What's why do we find that tefillah is a conversation by, by 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 Purim by Amalek? Is because Amalek says people don't have intrinsic value, but 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 tefillah is the opposite statement that everybody is is, is important. So we can understand now, possibly. What, what's the, what's the, uh, the say, say there uh, in the order, the chronological in the year? We read Parsha Shkolem and we read and read Parsha Zachar because Parsha Shkolem is a reminder of the Machtsa Shekel. The Machtsa Shekel is a reminder that every single person is significant. And then we go into Parsha Zachar and we read about what Amalek, Torah tells us never to forget what Amalek did. Why do we read it before Purim? Because on Purim was the time when Amalek was destroyed. So Chazal tells us we should remember it before we actually accomplish the destruction of Amalek. Why do you have to remember it before you accomplish the destruction of Amalek? In light of what we're saying, because if someone just destroys someone with brute force, even Amalek can do that. Why do you have to remember? Because for after the Machtzah when you realize that you're important, so you have to remember what Amalek tried to tell you, that you're not important. You have to remember that Amalek tried to say that every, not, every individual is not significant. And, and, and it's irrelevant what value you have deep inside you. And that's, 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 that's what we come to remember. And only then... Could the mechia samalek, could the destruction of Amalek be, in a sense, they realize, oh, I'm destroying what Amalek represents. Amalek represents that I'm not important. And Amalek is wrong. I am very important. I am very significant. I have real value. And, it's, uh, and isn't it interesting that, that in the Megillah, we talk about Harvina. Harvina is the one that, at, at, at that point, that Cheshverish was willing to kill Haman. So Harvina was happens to have been just one of the guards standing around. And he says, look, there's, the, there's that tree that Haman was going to hang a Mordechai on, and Achashverosh says, so, so hang Haman on it. Why is that such an important point? We even sing in the Shoshanah Siakim. The point is because Harvina was an insignificant person, but he still had a purpose. He still had something to do. And because of what he did, forever we're going to talk about him, and forever we're going to sing his praises. So that's every individual has to understand, that, that Amalek wants to tell you, Amal, if the... the the part of you that tells you that you're not important and the part of you that tells you that you can't accomplish great things, that's Amalek. Because Amalek doesn't, Amalek doesn't value you. Amalek doesn't think you're valuable. But we, uh, we understand that first, again, we read the Machtas HaShakal, we read Parashat so we remember that we're important. 
And then we go to Parit Parsha Zachar. Remember, Amalek is not, Amalek wants us to leave. We're not important, but we are, and we're significant. And then we can go into Melech Amalek. So it's a great, a great, and that has to do with the Karbanis, obviously, again, because Karbanis, Parsha Zachar Yikra, because Karbanis are about giving ourselves over to Hashem, and only someone who recognizes that he's valuable, that giving over to Hashem, that makes it special. Because if you think you're, if you think that you're nothing, then what does it mean you give yourself over? So it's a great lesson to go into Shabbos, and uh, Parsha Zachar, we should all, we should to remember how important we really are.